Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The NFL setting a dangerous precedent by appealing the Deshaun Watson ruling. So that's what they call rebuilding in Tuscaloosa. And sometimes a broadcaster can transcend family. I'm Kainani Stevens in for Peter Bukowski. Sean Watson's suspension, we had had word of what it might be a couple of weeks ago, and then now the NFL has decided that they are going to appeal that decision of a six-game suspension going forward. They're looking for a harsher penalty. We're checking in with Locked On Browns' Jeff Lloyd because obviously this has a huge impact on the Cleveland Browns who were hoping for a shorter suspension. They seemed like they were going to get it, and now we don't know as they're in limbo right now. So what's the team's reaction to this? Obviously, they're not saying anything, but what's the plan kind of going forward from here? Uh, It certainly seems like this is a really weird situation. Um, You know, this scenario played out for four and a half months before we finally got a ruling from, you know, Judge Sue Robinson on Monday. Um, You know, I did think originally where there was no fine attached seemed a little strange, Um, you know, but the NFL, you know, it seems weird to put a plan in place, um, work with your CBA, and then the first time it comes into play, say, ah, you know what? No, 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 none of this makes any sense because it, you know, it didn't seem to work out the way we wanted it to work out. Um, you know, the Browns have tried to be as flexible as they could in this scenario. Uh, they're in a difficult position where they are basically breaking in two brand-new quarterbacks to their system with new personnel within the offense and trying to find the best way to dictate their future quarterback, Deshaun Watson, but with the understanding that they have to have Jacoby Brissett to be ready. Um, you know, the Browns basically have had plans in place understanding, but now you can't have a plan in place for this because right now, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you have no idea what 2022 entails as far as Deshaun Watson. At this point, I guess you have no idea to, you know, what it entails anytime as far as, you know, your investment in Deshaun Watson being your quarterback, Um, you know, to use the famous line, you know, I mean, I thought I was out, but they pulled me back in. I mean, this has been a very, very difficult four and a half months as far as coverage and covering this team. And we thought we were maybe, you know, basically had the light at the end of the tunnel, um, you know, and understanding with all of this, look, you, there's no doubt what you know has gone on here and, you know, the, the you know, wrongdoing that's involved. And there's no way to, you know, to try to, you know, poo-poo that and not give that, you know, the, you know, the right and the sensitivity those topics deserve. But you just took this situation here now and you know, basically flipped it upside its head. So after four and a half months and after asking a federal judge to give up, you know, 72 hours of her time for hearings, two plus weeks of her time to put together and read 15 to 16,000 pages of testimony, and then to render a 15 to 16 page verdict. We're just going to throw that all out the window and start from scratch. I mean, the whole thing just seems, you know, a, a little bit crazy. And we are the locked on sports network. Um, we are the not, we are not the locked on legal network. So, I mean, this just keeps going further and further down the pike of you know what we are capable of and what we're not capable of. Um, but if you're the Cleveland Browns right now, you need an answer. You want an answer. You're playing a preseason game in like eight days. You need to know what's going on here so you can start putting plans in place. Uh, it's a little late. They should have known by now. And to be said, uh, we are not legal analysts, but we try we try our best with this stuff. But I mean, going into this, it seems like they kind of kicked it out. Obviously, they had an independent investigation into this um, with having the the judge weigh in on this. She kind of kicked it back to the NFL and saying, you know, you proved your burden of proof. But based on what, you know, the precedent that you set on 
past, you know, they haven't been that tough on certain things with suspensions. So now, you know, that's kind of biting them in the butt because precedents there not to have a year suspension. So the NFL kind of taking that back, Roger Goodell could be overseeing this appeal himself, which is hilarious in its own regard that he can <laughs> make his own rules and say, I want this and I'm going to oversee it and I'll make my own decision um, when it comes down to it. But obviously I think a lot of what we've heard has gone into it is Watson's um, you know, he hasn't taken a lot of, of blame or ownership of what's going on. And the NFL seems really intent on that one year suspension and also a monetary fine. Stay up to date on the Cleveland Browns by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and the Locked On Browns podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, they rebuild differently at Alabama. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourselves of one of life's greatest joys. Guess what? They have a new flavor. It's delicious. I've tried it myself. Indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate made with 100% real chocolate. Built has done it again. We're introducing you to their new flavor, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they have that 100% real chocolate I was telling you about. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. If you head over to Built.com, you can snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just keep them all for yourself. That's exactly what I do. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, but made with that protein-infused marshmallow. That means they're healthy and they're tasty, too. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Delicious. Seriously. Go over to Built.com. You can use the promo code LOCKED15. It gets you 15% off of your order. Just use that promo code LOCKED15 to get you 15% off of your order at Built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Some interview processes certainly feel like a drag. You can just ask Anthony Barr about that. The veteran linebacker inked a one-year contract deal with the Dallas Cowboys on Wednesday after talks that reportedly spanned a few months. The Cowboys wanted another veteran presence in their linebacker unit as Micah Parsons splits time at linebacker and pass rusher. The 30-year-old linebacker appeared in 11 games for the Minnesota Vikings after undergoing a procedure on his right knee that forced him to miss the first four games of the 2021 season. Barr wore the green dot on his helmet for the majority of his time in Minnesota and played a critical role in calling defensive plays on the field. A huge blow for women's college basketball powerhouse UConn. Their best player, Paige Beckers, is going to miss the 2022-2023 season with a torn ACL. Locked on women's basketball host Howard Megdahl has more. Howard Megdahl here from Locked on Women's Basketball about the news that Paige Beckers has suffered an injury that will cost her the entirety of the 2022-23 season. While Paige has promised an absolutely fantastic comeback, and one cannot doubt what she is capable of when she's healthy. This is, of course, the second time in two seasons that UConn is going to be without Paige Beckers for an extended period of time. Paige is not just an elite scorer, somebody who made more than 61% of her of her twos last year. She is also somebody who makes that offense go. UConn had famously a lot of struggles making the offense work without her and is going to be asking even more out of AZ FUD to not just be a scorer, but also potentially be a playmaker for this team. 
also looked for more from Nika Mule. But the truth is, Paige Beckers, at some level, is irreplaceable and a difficult challenge in women's college basketball unseating the defending champion South Carolina Gamecocks just got that much harder. For Locked on Women's Basketball, I'm Howard Megdahl. The battle between the PGA Tour and the Live Invitational Series is heating up. Bill Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, nine other golfers who were suspended by the PGA after they joined the Saudi-backed circuit are filing an antitrust lawsuit against the PGA. As part of its carefully orchestrated plan to defeat competition, the tour has threatened lifetime bans on players who play in even a single Live golf event. According to the lawsuit, it also goes on to say it has backed up those threats by imposing unprecedented suspensions on players, including the plaintiffs, that threaten irreparable harm to the players and their ability to pursue their profession, end quote. In a memo sent to PGA Tour players on Wednesday, Commissioner Jay Monahan wrote that the tour, quote, will continue to defend the members who abide by the regulations written by and for the players. Here is another story you need to know. College football right around the corner. So, of course, we got to talk Bama. We're checking in with Locked On Alabama. Luke Robinson here. Now, I don't quite understand this, but apparently last year was a rebuilding year for, for Roll Tide. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, and uh, I know that sounds strange, but um, <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, when you lose so much to the draft like Alabama did. I mean, they set records with first rounders. Uh, Mac Jones is gone. Najee Harris is gone. The Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, is gone. Just on and on into the night. Uh, Jalen Waddell is gone. You start over with a, a quarterback that he was ballyhooed. I mean, look, Bryce Young, by some services, ranked the number one quarterback coming out of high school. But you're still starting over with him. He's very inexperienced. Then you've got a running back that, uh, again, Brian Robinson's from the state of Alabama. Uh, I do a high school scoreboard show here. I know one game he had over 400 yards rushing in one game. Um, he, he's done some big things, but he's not Najee Harris. Uh, yeah. Najee Harris is, is, a, is just different. Uh, whoever you have at receiver, and it turned out Alabama had a transfer receiver make the most impact, uh, was not going to be Devontae Smith. Uh, was probably not going to even be Jalen Waddle if Jalen Waddle hadn't gotten hurt. Um, I bet you Matt Jones ends up ho- hoisting the Heisman Trophy versus Devontae Smith. Um, that's not to take away from what Smith did. But the point is that, especially on offense, they lost so much firepower um, that it, it just felt like it was going to be very difficult to um, just have that same kind of performance. Well, I was at the AM game in College Station, and it certainly did look like a, a team that was rebuilding in that particular contest. Okay. But they got their act together. They went on that people forget just because it's now a national championship for bus, especially with Alabama. Yes. That team did beat Georgia in the SEC title game. So Saban did arguably his best coaching job last year. And yeah, I think calling it rebuilding is weird for just about everybody else in the country except Alabama. Fair enough. And as you mentioned, it's not like they're in a cupcake, you know, conference here either, right? You're taking on the defending champs. You've got a lot of other talent in that conference. For this season, obviously, any kind of loss is devastating. But going forward, is this new? Do they have a new incoming class or is it just was it getting that one year under their belt last year to kind of get things back on track? It's, it's going to be different going forward, I think, now because of the transfer report. And right. um, you, you look at this year, I think Alabama's bringing in seven guys. And I'd be willing to bet all of them are going to contribute. I mean, you talk about Jameer Gibbs. This is a guy I really believe 
could be the reason Bryce Young didn't repeat as the Heisman winner. He's going to take some of those votes away. That's how much I believe in Jameer Gibbs. Uh, you've got Tyler Harrell at, at one receiver. You've got Jermaine Burton at another. Tyler Steen is a transfer in uh, on off the offensive line from Bandy. I mean, they just got all these guys coming in. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about the players that they've lost to the draft because they were so talented. Do they have that veteran presence that you need when you want to have a championship caliber team, like kids that have been there before and done that, um, that are going to be able to lead them back to a, another title? Well, that's what kind of worries me a little. Um, I think that that veteran leadership is there on the defense. You talk about a Jordan Battle, who a lot of people peg as a preseason All-American. I think he could be there. Um, this is a guy that probably would have gone in the second round of the draft, maybe third round of the draft last year. And I think he's probably going to work his way into the first round. Then, of course, there's Will Anderson, who's just – he's not only maybe the best defender in Alabama history, it's going to be hard to overtake Derek Thomas in my heart, but he could do it um, if he has another huge year. But Will Anderson is just a natural-born leader. He's just a great person. Um, he's a lot of fun to be around. The teammates truly respect him. And then Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young is a um, little bit more subdued as a leader, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but people want to play well for him. They know how good he is. And that's the thing. When you know somebody's really good, you want to play. You're like, I can't be him, but I just want to give it all I've got. And I think that's all that the Alabama fans and the Alabama, other Alabama players want. You want to step up for him, obviously. Yeah, it's um, great to have a quarterback who, um, look, the other thing is Alabama has, Bryce Young won a national championship, went undefeated in 2020. He was on that team. He didn't play a ton because, you know, you had Mac Jones, yeah. um, and Mac Jones was setting all the records uh, in his own right. Then, So he had a taste of an undefeated national championship. He had also last year had the taste of a loss on the road to Texas A&M, which was very bitter, a very bitter pill to swallow for the Alabama players. Then he had the loss in the national championship game. Yes, he lost both his wide receivers, but in the end, it's still going to count as an L. Um, and I think that, that they view that for motivation this season. So those two losses, A&M and, and Georgia in the na national championship game, probably are going to help motivate this team a lot. And anybody that was a part of that from last year, I think it'll help them step up. You can stay up to date on the Alabama Crimson Tide by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Bama podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Coming up, there are important people in your life, and then there are the people who broadcast for your favorite team. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for your gambling needs. Thursday's slate of MLB games has a few to pay attention to. The Pittsburgh Pirates are giant home underdogs against the Milwaukee Brewers. BetOnline has the Buccos odds to win at plus 212. The San Francisco Giants are also sizable home dogs to the Dodgers. BetOnline has the Giants at plus 179 on the money line. And the other big home underdog of the night is the Cleveland Guardians against Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros. BetOnline has the Guardians odds at plus 172 to win. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Vin Scully's death has rocked the baseball world. The Dodgers put patches that read Vin on their jerseys and had a moving tribute to him before the game against the Giants last night at Oracle Park. As Locked On Dodgers host Jeff Snyder tells his co-host, Vince Samperio, Vin Scully was pretty much closer than family. My whole family immediately came to me because they know what Vin means to me. Um, you know, like... I wouldn't be surprised if I have heard Vin's voice more than anybody else in my life, including people I'm related to people I've lived with, because, you know, I've been married to my wife for 19 years. Uh, but it's not like we talk for three hours a day, you know, we say hi, but like actually her talking to me for three hours a day. 
No, only Vin does that. You know, and growing up, we got some games on TV. The games we didn't get on TV, we got on the radio. And so literally thousands and thousands of hours of Vin talking to me and teaching me about baseball. And I mean, the reason that I love baseball, one of the reasons I love baseball as much as I do is because Vin Scully loved baseball as much as he did. And, you know, so many of my my memories all the way through my life until six years ago, the first 39 years of my life, Vin Scully was the soundtrack. You know, I mean, I remember just 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I was laid up with back problems. I had two back surgeries in 2011 and I was in a lot of pain. And my main memory of that is sitting in my lazy boy down in my basement because it was the only place I could be comfortable and watching Dodger games. And when Vin would say, it's time for Dodger baseball, I'm like, okay, I could do a little back pain if it means I get to listen to Vin. One time there was a rain delay. I think it was a Dodgers Padres game, although I don't, don't know why it would have been a rain delay, but that's what I remember was Dodgers Padres. But I was, I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I'm going to be up all night. Well, the Dodgers played till two in the morning. So I got to listen to Vin till two in the morning, my time because of that rain delay. And that made it all okay. And it's, uh, we have a lot of footage, a lot of recordings of Vin. So it's not like we're going to lose his voice, but the world is a worse place because he's not in it anymore. There are very few broadcasters that have had an impact on sports like Vin Scully. He's narrated many of the iconic moments and he did it over several generations because he was at it for such a long time. He was a master of his craft, a wonderful person by all accounts from those that knew him and his legacy will live on much longer than any of us probably realize. And finally, three strikes and you're out. Right? Sort of. Maybe not always. Houston Astros all-star slugger Jordan Alvarez was accidentally given one more pitch after looking at a called third strike on Wednesday night against pitcher Rich Hill of the Boston Red Sox. The umpire did not call him out. No one on the Red Sox side noticed. Apparently nobody else noticed until later. On the next pitch, Alvarez grounded out. I guess even if the umpires, the players, and the coaches all miss it, ball don't lie. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on Friday, we continue our look around the NFL as training camps continue, at least until tomorrow. Stay Locked On Sports today.